What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Ask LFC podcast. Good to be here with you today. My name is Harrison. I'm the Worship Arts Director here at Lake Forest Huntersville with... Mike Moses, lead pastor of Lake Forest Church Huntersville, and I'm a happy, happy man. Why, why are you happy man? I read two newspapers every morning, and both of them had lead articles saying that the <clears throat> Omicron variant of the... What's this thing? Corona, yeah. uh, COVID-19 virus. Yeah, that thing. Peaked last weekend All right. in North Carolina and in Mecklenburg County. I'm a happy man because I, uh, all the data shows us that where it's peaked elsewhere, it dro- the caseload drops quickly. So I'm a happy man. Man, I, ho- I, am, I am ready. I am ready for that to be reality. Let's go bring that on. Um, to, to that point... Um, we're going to, just to preview what, what the podcast is going to be about today, we're going to have uh, a conversation uh, with a ministry partner from our church as a follow-up to uh, your teaching from this On last... anxiety. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so we're looking forward to that. A leader in our church will share her story with anxiety mm-hmm. um, and finding some healing in that. But first, Harrison Gilming, you get to be the first person to announce this publicly because you will be the maestro of it. Awesome. It is happening. We've been talking about something behind the scenes for, what, like two years? We, yeah, a bunch been, of months. We've been trying to bring it back, and it hasn't... We've started and stopped, started and stopped. It's it never didn't felt, seem right. Yeah, it hasn't felt quite like the right time. And to, to Mike's point, we're looking ahead and saying we think we're going to be in a better spot. Uh, so we're, we want to let you all know that this March 2022... Uh, we are bringing back Hope in a House of Blues for four Sundays in March. Uh, at Lake Forest Huntersville. That's right, at Lake Forest Huntersville. And we'll have some awesome guest artists in, some familiar faces, a bunch of new faces as well. And we're excited, man. You may, you just may have now secured a date with Mike Ferris. That's right. Who's been our favorite gospel uh, blues artist through the years. And for those of you new to Lake Forest, you may not have heard us or seen us do this Hope in a House of Blues series before. It's something we've typically done every one to three years, and uh, you'll hear more about it. That's right. We'll yeah. let you in on all the all the details, but just for now, for those of you who know, now you know. It's happening, and we're excited about it. So. <laughs> it's going to happen. Let me introduce our guest this morning. Hello, Christine Lekovich. Hi, how are you? I am good, and thank you for joining us for the Ask LFC podcast. Um Christine, you and I met for the first time, was it last year or two years ago? You had become a ministry partner and actually were invited just because of some of your gifts and proclivities onto the women's ministry leadership team. And uh, I kept hearing your name and you you knew you were now a leader in our church and we're like, hey, we should get together and get to know each other. (laughs) And so we just had a coffee here. Was that last year or the year before? Oh, it's COVID time, so it could have been 10 years ago. And that's true. Um, that's true. Yeah, that was, yeah. I think it may, maybe two years, year and a half ago. We'll, we'll meet in the middle. Yes, well, welcome. And um, uh, tell, us, uh, tell us a little bit about who you are. 
All right. Well, um, again, my name is Christine Lekovich. I am married to Jimmy Lekovich, my husband, and we have two little boys. JB is eight and Clay is three. Um, I actually used to work in ministry at another church um, here in Huntersville, got called into youth ministry and then did some uh, other work at the church. Um, But when we had our youngest, Clay, Mm -hmm. decided that I was going to stay home and um, have started uh, taking classes at Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. So just kind of seeing where God leads me, but I love women and I love Cammie and the leadership team. Um, so as soon as we talked about uh, different opportunities within women's ministry, I was excited to jump on board. Now this week, the Oasis groups yes, all start, is that right? They do. Tonight is the very first one. Okay. Wow. Um, what are a, a couple of the, um, the titles of classes that are happening this semester in Oasis? Um, So one of them um, is Seamless. Uh, That one is actually very near and dear to my heart. That's going to be on Wednesdays, um, and they're offering it during Remix. So any parents that are dropping kids off at Remix, you know, any of the moms, please just stay and enjoy some fellowship and time. Um, When I started in ministry, I had zero training, and Seamless is actually the book that I went to to discover God's story. Really? And it is just, oh my goodness, it helps you just understand the Bible and feel comfortable diving in. Huh. Um, and just life lessons that come from it okay. that make sense to us today. It's just beautiful. Wow. Um, I just love this content <laughs> of women at Lake Forest and their friends who are hungry uh, to yeah. know more of God's word, have it applied to their life. Uh, and build community at oh, the same time. Completely. Super cool. Well, so Sunday's, excuse me, Sunday's sermon uh, was about Jesus over anxiety. And we talked mostly about the technical term worry anxiety that all of us deal with. And it was, I really enjoyed kind of getting the buy-in at the beginning mm-hmm. of the sermon to get everybody to nod their head. <laughs> yes, I know what anxiety, worry feels like because I have that in my own life and and there wasn't a single person who didn't (laughs) raise their hand or nod their head I'm with you on this Mm -hmm. and it was delightful to download Jesus extended teaching on the Mm -hmm. subject you know he cared about that he cares about this part of our lives and taught directly on it in fact just this morning Harrison uh you know that I volunteer my personal missio day this season is volunteering once a week for a shift at Hopewell High School. Mm. They've had a need for uh, what we were calling what we're calling dads on the hall. Teenagers are more anxious yeah. uh, right now because of the pandemic. That's we all know that statistically and mm-hmm. experientially, and that has shown itself by acting out mm. uh, a little bit more than normal. So we've organized dads on the hall. So it's just dads, and we just stand there. I'm not a teacher. I don't say hey. Pull down your, take your hoodie off. Put, put on your mask on. I'm just like, hey, what's up? I'm telling stupid dad jokes. Uh, there was a kid today literally in pullover pajamas with a teddy bear hoodie on it. And it was the first kid I talked to today. He, he was a large kid. And he's like, man, people are bullying me. I was like, well, you kind of probably knew that might happen wearing a teddy bear suit. So let's just gear up and hang with the kids who love you and respect uh, you because I like what you got going on, bro. That's you, you, you're doing you today. Anyway, I, why am I saying this? Oh, I was there in the hall at Hopewell just being a dad presence 
and we walk through the bathrooms every now and then and scare all the boys out who are congregating in there um, because it smells so good. Um, and a Lake Forest kid who's a sophomore at Hopewell came up to me and goes, Pastor Mike, I'm putting into practice today what you taught about anxiety yesterday because I have an exam on computer coding. And then he said some words I don't understand. Wow. He's an AP computer something. Um, so that was kind of fun. Uh, yeah. It related to everyone, and I was glad that there was a high schooler who had paid attention. But at the end, I drew attention to something that, that was really important to me, and that's why I saved it for the end. It, it meant that I didn't end the sermon with people crying with some little tearful moment. So I gave that up uh, <laughs> to be factual and, and to talk about the fact that there can be a stigma, mm. not only in society at large, but in Christian circles, uh, with various types of mental struggles, uh, emotional struggles, or mental illness, that it's a spiritual problem and not an emotional, psychological, physical problem. Uh, and I just wanted to give permission. And I was thinking about your story, Christine, because you yeah. had been open with me recently, which I so appreciated. So let's let's dive into one woman, a, a female Christian leaders wrestling with um, not just worry anxiety, which we all have ups and downs on, but actually chronic anxiety. Um, you started uh, kind of opening up your story to me that um, with you've known that you've dealt with anxiety uh, mm-hmm. for years. Yeah. For years, doctors had been suggesting medication, yeah. but you loathed that idea. First of all, how far back does it go for you to be aware of anxiety being more than more than your average bear's anxiety? Mm-hmm. Um, well, and honestly, I can now see far more clearly that I've probably dealt with major anxiety my entire life, okay. childhood, um, as a teenager, especially through college. Um, but it took getting to the place that I'm at to see, look back, and see how, just how deep that anxiety, um, was. So, so yeah, so I really think I've struggled with it my whole life and it's very funny actually, um, or not funny, maybe ironic, but your sermon on Sunday, you had shared a bit of advice about worry before and had said in a certain years ago, something about if you ask yourself the question, is there something I can do about it? Mm -hmm. If there is do that step, if not give it to God. And I remember thinking, yes, that's exactly what I'm supposed to do. I have prayer journal entry after prayer journal entry of trying to do that. Yes. But I could not. Hmm. It did not go away. I could not pray it away. I could not read through scripture to get it up to go away. Um, But again, it wasn't until I'm in a really healthy place that I look back and see how much of a struggle it was. So on Sunday, just listening to it, I was nodding my head like, yes, that does work if that is the spot that you're in. If it's chronic, and you may need help to be able to use that advice. Yes, and, and I, you know, I'm aware whenever I address, uh, let's, let's say, depression, mm-hmm. it, it may be a, 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 a similar example. I'm aware that the teachings in Scripture or, or uh, the best uh, in social science in how to handle those things when said to a person who is experiencing episodic depression, it's super helpful. Mm-hmm. 
and and is how the Holy Spirit will meet them to triumph over that. But to someone who is clinically depressed, where their brain chemicals have gotten to the point mm. where they you can't will yourself up out of that hole no. that you get into, I'm aware that the same thing I'm saying to them can feel defeatist mm-hmm. and uh, and over spiritual, and mm. and that's a very hard thing for me to. Uh, anyway, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm aware of that, and it's a tension that I feel. Well, where did your um, uh, so just a little bit more, Christine, mm-hmm. on how how would you say a person knows the difference between episodic or normal everyday worry anxiety and chronic or clinical anxiety? How would you describe knowing which it is? I mean, you just did mm-hmm. say a good bit about that. Yeah, for me personally, my experience it was it was one thing after another. And if I sat down to pray and I sat to answer that question of what is it? What's a step you can take or can you just give it to God? I had nothing to give up. Okay. Sometimes there would be a season where it was this this, you know, stress or pressure or situation. Um, but there were many, many times that I had no answer for that. So okay. that just, again, looking back, I see that that was more of a chemical makeup in my mind um, rather than something that I was dealing with externally. That makes perfect sense. Um, yeah, it wasn't like, well, if I would just quit dealing cocaine out of my house, <laughs> I wouldn't be worried about my kids getting shot, <laughs> you know, on a deal gone bad. Right. Um, so I get that. Now, um, you, you said that um, you're, uh, you had a close family member mm-hmm. uh, pass away after a lot of years of drug addiction. Yeah. And so that may have contributed to you having a stronger aversion to uh, – these types of drugs than mm-hmm. most people, but that it actually goes back further than that, your mm-hmm. resistance to medication to treat what is actually a physical disease. Where does that resistance go back to? Um, well, again, so it was my brother. Um, he passed away. Uh, his anniversary is actually coming up uh, later this week. Um, he'll, he passed away six years ago now. Mm. Um, and he was 36 and had struggled with drug addiction for I mean, as long as I can remember, he was um, eight years older than I was. And so when he started getting into trouble as a teenager, um, I was at home and I was a little one. Um, And so I didn't really understand what was going on and I didn't understand why there was so much pressure and fighting and tension. But, you know, as I've grown older and now a parent myself, especially, I can look back and just see the anxiety that my parents must have had. Um, So I was probably feeding off of that. uh, But we were very involved in our church. And that was definitely an outlet. But in that day and time, um, I'm from Irmo, South Carolina. um, So a very traditional church. Um, I don't No one ever said that therapy was wrong, or that medicine was wrong. But it was never really talked about. Um, My parents would talk about it, but I don't know. I think I may have internalized, well, I don't have issues as big as my brother's issues. So Mm. I should be able to overcome this. I should be able to let Jesus be the answer. Um, And so, yeah. Well, it can come across, and I'm sure I can come across. One reason I wanted to state plainly what I did at the end of the sermon Mm. is so that I wouldn't be the next pastor Mm that someone growing up in our church 
kind of uh, presumes, well, Pastor Mike is basically saying Jesus mm. is the answer to everything. Mm-hmm. So if I need something outside of that, outside of spiritual counseling, there must be something wrong with me or I'm yeah. not a good enough Christian. I just need to pray it away. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I, I know you said that you internalized the idea that medicine was more of a Band-Aid to hide from problems mm-hmm. as opposed to really dealing with them and applying Scripture to them. Um, why did, as you told me, why did, when you started working in ministry, mm-hmm. let's skip ahead to that period of your life, why did that make you even more anxious about taking anxiety <laughs> medi- medication? <laughs> um, I very quickly learned uh, in ministry I remember looking at our pastor, uh, Fred Lawrence, who has now become like a dear father Fred figure. Fred is such a neat guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's I so wish sweet. he were still in Huntersville. I know, I know. Yeah. He's a sweet guy. But um, I remember it was almost like the, the veil was taken away, and I was like, oh, wait, pastors are just, just people? Like, you, 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 they're not like, there's not a, you know, like a phone in their office with a direct line to God. Like, they don't have this special power or anything. Um, and now that's my job. I'm supposed to have the veil on that walks around and especially with teenagers really hold myself together and look like, hey, I'm practicing what I'm preaching here. But I was practicing and I was trying and I couldn't get it. And so then it just the shame and the the guilt that I would pile on top of it just I mean, if you think about it, you've got anxiety and then you put shame and guilt on top of it. That leads to far more anxiety. I was just snowballing in a lot of grief. And and the nugget of truth there is. Um, in scripture we're told that Christian leaders leaders in the church will be held to higher account and we right. are to set an example to the flock and that's good and right mm-hmm. if if we receive it for what it is it's a it's a extra accountability to walk close to Jesus mm-hmm. and guard holiness in our own life N- not perfection right and it doesn't mean uh, ignoring illnesses that we have mm-hmm. um uh, wow. Well, yeah. Let's. So that's a lot to live under, Christine. <laughs> I, I'm I'm sad for that version of you. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I wish I could have huh, learned these lessons earlier. But then at the same time, I think back. I don't know that I would appreciate the joys. Like I don't think I would appreciate how good of a space that I'm in had I not walked through the valley. And mm. there were so many lessons that. Um, and that's why I was so excited to answer the call to sit down with you today to talk about this, because if I can use any of my story to help anybody else, I mean, that is just a gift that is just amazing. So first of all, I, I think it was, was heroic of you all of those years. I'll, I'll use that language to have had this built into you at an early age, mm-hmm. uh, in your family system. It, it who knows, it, it may have. Uh, the family system may have also brought out something latent in your DNA that made you more susceptible to your brain chemicals going exactly. this way. We, we don't know all these right. things for sure, but um, we can surmise. Um, like, well done that you were, uh, you your boys are alive. <laughs> <laughs> you have a marriage that sounds like a good marriage, just some of the ways you've described to me, you and your husband navigating oh, yeah. your career decisions, your parenting decisions. Uh, you've done ministry, you've led in ministry here. And so well mm-hmm. done in Thank spite you. of knowing mm. I have this thing inside of me. I'm always anxious. It, I always feel, uh, how, is, how would you describe it feels when you're always anxious? How does that feel to you? It 
is a, a physical weight on the chest and it feels like you can't you look at other people and feel like you're outside of your body or watching the world and it looks like everybody else is just moving along fine but you can't quiet the voices in your head you can't um you can't get to a place of happiness as even though you just desperately desperately want to and you look and like you said I have Um, My husband is still, to this day, my very best friend, and I love him more than anything and anyone in the world, and our boys are healthy and so much fun. I have the life that I wanted. I had, there was nothing that could make it, there was nothing, no external situation or circumstances that could make me better, and so, yeah, that it just felt like, why am I not happy? You described that almost uh, identical to another friend of mine, the, mm. the, particularly that weight on the chest oh. at all times. Well, a shift came for you. Yeah. And uh, I think you said November of 2020. You were now at Lake Forest Church. Tell us, tell us what happened. Uh, what happened? Uh, so I was one of the um, women. Cami had a brilliant idea in that lovely year uh, to have women sign up and t- uh, share a weekly word of encouragement on the LFC um, Huntersville Women's Facebook page. And right. so I had done that. And um, some of the leaders of the women's ministry at the time said, hey, let's let's gather those who were brave and honest and shared a weekly word. Let's gather them and have just an afternoon. Um, it was one of the very first in-person gatherings that I can remember, but it was um, in an open-air barn. I remember that. Yeah. Christy Leonard organized that in a barn, which was smart. Yes. And, like, there was a rainstorm. It almost ruined it. Oh, completely. Uh Completely. Uh, But we had our little rocking chairs. We were all spread six feet apart, masks on, um, but we were still able to share in worship. And then they had a panel of women that sat up and basically just talked about what was 2020? I mean, we were all dealing with the same thing. Um, and I can't remember what the question was, uh, but, uh, and she's given me permission to share. Um, Susan Arrington said that something along the lines of one of the best things that I did for myself in 2020 was going on an anti-anxiety medication. And I mean, I literally, like, I, I probably stopped rocking and my eyes got super big and I looked at her and I'm like, but she's she's on staff staff at the church like are you allowed to do that are you allowed to (laughs) say that and it just kind of dropped this little seed in my head um that maybe it was okay Mm -hmm. um and so uh I sat there uh, for the rest of the day um I had tears rolling down my eyes um I was asking God you know if is taking medicine is that a sign of distrust in you um was it a a sign of a failure on my part. I, I wasn't currently serving in formal ministry at the time, but definitely had plans to get back into ministry in some capacity. Um, and so I was worried that it meant that my, my faith was fake, my faith was weak. Um, and so during that time, the Holy Spirit uh, <laughs> spoke through rocks. I can't remember what okay. study I was doing, <laughs> um, but basically the gist of the story was there are minerals that are mentioned in Genesis and then again in Revelation. And it Hmm. talked about how in Genesis they were referred to more as rocks, minerals, but in Revelation they are jewels in the kingdom of God. Hmm. 
And what the, I want to say it was a Beth Moore study, but I can't say for certain. What she said was, you know, what's the difference between a mineral and a jewel? It's a lot of chipping, a lot of shining, and a lot of work. So God wants to do that in us, but then also because we were created in his image, he adores to watch his children create. And especially if we take uh, resources of the world that he's blessed us with, the minds that he's blessed us with, people, you know, studying, you know, medical evolution of right. different different medication that I needed. Um, and so that for me was super helpful in realizing that not only was it okay, but he could delight in that um, for me. And that, uh, yeah, that's 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 what a did it. super original way of thinking about it, Christine. It's really helpful to me. Um, the, the way... It, I mean, we're, we're all familiar with how God has gifted us with creation mm-hmm. uh, for its own sake, to delight mm-hmm. in it, but also to order it for mm-hmm. our own good. Yeah. He gave us the intelligence and the ability to, over time, discover ways mm-hmm. to order, bring order to things that are naturally created to enhance human existence, like building a house instead of living in a (laughs) hole in the ground. That's a way to reorder wood and rock, et cetera, for the flourishing of human beings. And we've known for a long time, humans discovered, uh, all the way back to traditional medicine, Mm -hmm. there are certain plants in the animal kingdom, and the Amazon is full of them, by the way, and we've only... Uh, hopefully the Amazon whole Amazon isn't burnt down before we discover all of it. Yeah. There's still a lot to discover. Uh, um, plants, uh, plant materials that enhance, either heal us when we have sicknesses or help us to grow stronger, etc. Yeah. And and such it is with medications that help us for, uh, combat depression when it's become too much right. to think our way out of or anxiety. Uh, not to even mention psychotropic uh, medications mm-hmm. that help folks who str- wrestle with um, bipolar disorders or right. uh, schizophrenia. So thankful for these medications. So how long did it take you from that moment of hearing the Holy Spirit going, Christine, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> these are my gifts through human ingenuity. Mm. How long did it take you to um, follow through on that? So... The barn was November, and it was January of 2021 when I made the appointment, and I went and talked to my doctor, who is a Lake Forest ministry partner herself, um, fabulous, uh, who That's just right. Sits. I just figured that out. She's the one f- who I went to for my, all my vaccinations oh, these yes. last two years, yes. Oh, yeah. She, she, she got quite a few Lake Forest people that day, but, mm. uh, but anyway, she is wonderful, and she was never, she never pushed it, but we had had the conversation before. So I came back in. I said, okay, I'm, I'm ready to talk about it, and we were going back and forth, and at one point, she kind of laughed, and she said, Christine, you are so anxious about taking anti-anxiety <laughs> medication. Is that not a sign? I was like, okay, okay. So I agreed, and I got myself together. I was probably splotchy, red, nervous, excited, I don't know, walking out into the waiting room, walking out of the, the exam room into the waiting room to walk out of the lobby and leave. Sitting right there was Susan Arrington. <laughs> and 
she and I did not really know each other at that point, so she may have smiled like, a, okay, I think I kind of recognize you, but had no clue who I was and what the impact that she had had on my life. And Christine, I just... that is a remarkable Holy Spirit moment. Right? I mean, ugh. And some, I mean, he does little, I call those my little winks, you know, okay. the things that are just, you know, it's not earth shattering. And had I been quick to be on my phone or something, I might have walked right past that. But for me, it was like the little pat on the back, the wink that was, he was saying, you know, sweetheart, you're okay. This is, this is okay. And you should do this. So, um, does the Lord call you sweetheart? He does because I'm from South Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) He's never called me that. that, You're just one of his favorites, Christine. (laughs) I don't know about that. His neediest. I'll say that. So how has that gone? It has changed my life. I mean, I am free. My faith has gone to depths. I didn't think it could go. Mm. Uh, it, it felt as though this stronghold was just demolished mm. and I was able to see things in ways I had never seen them. Um, I am the wife that my husband deserves and that I wanted to be. I am the mother. I'm the friend. Um, I took, I mean, and this was, you know, it wasn't just the medication. I worked very closely for a year um, with a team. I had a little team of people. I ended up after this, I got the medicine and said, all right, now I want to do this right. Um, I had a therapist that I met with every week. I had a nutritionist that I met with every week. And I um, got myself a little team of spiritual mentors so that I was really working through this. Um, And so, yeah, for the, it, it really was most of the year of 2021. It was a transformation. And I look back and I am so grateful for the time that I had because I'm a I, I just feel free. I feel light. I feel mm-hmm. happy. And I feel like I can finally be myself. Hmm. There was like this, this, I don't know, mask that I was wearing the whole time and not intentionally, um, but just trying so hard to appear okay. And now I was yeah. able to just be okay. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. I, I knew you before this, that would have been when we met and I'm happy that you're even more purely uh, Christine Lekovich walking in the spirit. Um, you followed through on the primary wisdom, uh, well, there's two main wisdom principles in the scriptures repeated over and over in the book of Proverbs. First mm-hmm. of all, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. and you, You've worshipped God through all this. Mm-hmm. Secondly is wisdom is found in a multitude of counselors. And so well done yeah. seeking counsel from others and in the realm where God's given them wisdom, checking it with scripture uh, and uh, people who you trusted. Um, I'm just, I'm just so happy that this is true for you. Uh, Thank you. Me too. Jesus said that the evil one seeks to kill and destroy and suck life from Mm. us. And anything that sucks life from us is a use of the fallenness of this world in our bodies or otherwise to mm-hmm. steal life from people. Um, and Jesus says, I came to give you life and more abundant. And I'm so happy to hear this way that you have opened your hands a little little more widely to receive a bit more abundant life from Christ. Friends, um, if this is something you struggle with or someone that you know, uh, to use Christine's language, perhaps today's podcast is a wink <laughs> from the Lord to you. And I 
pray that the first thing you'll do is talk with someone else whom you trust, that you're, you're thinking that perhaps you too want to step into some counsel, some discussion with your doctor about how medication could be used from God to get that weight off of your chest and accept a little more of the abundant life from him. Harrison, that's the Ask LFC podcast for today. That was great. Thank you again for hanging with us. We appreciate it. Oh, it was such a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. And we just uh, uh, look, I look forward to hearing God's stories out of Oasis all the semester. Thank you to you and the team for organizing those, being the Holy Spirit, tapping on the shoulder mm. of somebody saying, hey, <laughs> I wonder if you're called to lead a group. And they're like, who, me? Oh, um, yeah. It, <laughs> but thank you for being person who does that i'm ecstatic to do it all right well hey friends we will talk to you next week on the ask lfc podcast see you guys